Hello and welcome to A Queer Understanding, weekly conversations about all things queer. We are your hosts, Dr. Angelica Thompson and Akessa Thompson. For more information about the show and to hear more episodes, visit us at aqueerunderstanding.com. Patrick Wilhelm has served as mayor of the City of College Park, Maryland, since December 2015. He also works as the Director of Government Relations at Rails to Trails Conservancy, advocating for trails and safe bicycle and pedestrian networks. Previously, Patrick worked as a policy and legal advocate for the rights of people with disabilities and for people living with HIV-AIDS in the D.C. metro area. Patrick has served in various leadership roles in the past, including as chair of the National Capital Region Transportation Planning Board and as chair of the National League of Cities Transportation and Infrastructure Service Policy Committee. He was a founding member of the board of director of the College Park Community Foundation and served on the boards of directors of the College Park Community Food Bank in Equality, Maryland. Born and raised in Wisconsin, Patrick received his law degree from Georgetown University Law Center in 2002. Patrick ran for mayor in 2015 after serving for eight years on the city council in order to help College Park realize its unfulfilled promise of becoming a top-tier college town. While on council, he took on new initiatives to improve life for College Park residents, such as starting College Park Day and helping found the College Park Community Foundation. During his time as mayor, Patrick has focused on achieving equity for all College Park residents, successfully pursuing a perfect 100 score on the HRC Municipal Equality Index, hiring College Park's first racial equity officer, and pursuing restorative justice for the historically African-American community of Lakeland which was devastated by urban renewal in the 1970s and 1980s. Today, we'll discuss how Patrick got into politics, coming out, running for office as an openly gay man, and the work he's done to promote equity in College Park, Maryland. Here's our conversation. Thanks for joining us, Mayor Wohan. So you are the mayor of College Park? Yes. And you've been the mayor since? Since uh, 2015. Before we get into what it's like being gay and holding public office, let's talk about how you got here. Did you always see yourself in political office? To be honest, no. I I always saw myself as more of an activist when I uh, got uh, involved in the movement for LGBTQ equality and also worked on on uh, issues around environmental protection, environmental justice as a student and then after college. Uh, I always kind of thought I was going to be on the outside advocating for things. And it wasn't really until 2007 when the opportunity presented itself to run for city council that I thought that 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 could be a course for me. So it wasn't until post-college and and kind of the opportunity presented itself that you said, this is this is something that I should do. Yeah, yeah. And it was right around the time that we got the final decision in the Maryland Court of Appeals on the lawsuit that my husband and I were a part of for equal marriage rights for same-sex couples in the state of Maryland. Literally within days of that decision coming down, I found out that the, the two people who represented me on the city council here in College Park were not running for re-election. And a friend of mine uh, called me up and said, you should consider running. And I thought about it and and thought that that might be a good way for me to refocus my my efforts. And and we had lost that battle in the fight for marriage equality, but uh, I knew that by being out and being visible and uh, 
my husband and I being active in the community, that that could be another way that we could we could work to help people to understand that we're a family too, and that we're worthy of, of dignity and protection, just like any other um, married couple. Right. So when you first came into politics, it was really with the intention of addressing LGBTQ plus rights. Uh, it was, I got involved in politics. I mean, that, there were a lot of reasons why I decided to do it. I think I, I saw that as a way to continue that fight, but I also saw it as a way to, uh, within the city of College Park, to improve our our, our lives, our city, to make this a more uh, accepting and welcoming place for, for people, regardless of their, not just their sexual orientation and gender identity, but their race, their ethnicity, where they come from. To, to pursue a, a place that people could appreciate and love to call their, their home. Um, one thing that I, I really envisioned for College Park from the beginning of, of my time in, in office here uh, and, and running for office was that I thought we could be a really great, unique college town in the D.C. metropolitan area. And I, I went to school at the University of Wisconsin-Madison for my undergraduate studies and saw there a place that uh, was diverse, was unique, and great local businesses had great places where people could go and 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 hang out and meet with friends. And I, I, I saw, I thought that College Park could be more more like that, more of a, a great uh, university community. And in your time in office, have you faced any um, difficulties or any issues because of your sexual orientation? Yeah, and I'll say first of all, as a whole, the College Park community has been great. And and when challenges have come up um, because of my sexual orientation, the community has come to my defense and support, and that really has been been great. But that since I was out from the beginning, I have always uh, encountered at least some people who weren't willing to accept me or embrace me just because of who I am, because I'm married to to another man. And fortunately, that's been a very small minority. I accept that, the, that there are people like that that out there, and that may may never change. But uh, but this is overall a great community, and and I don't let that get in the way of, of us making progress here. Very good. So you mentioned that there have been some issues that have come up, but the community has been very supportive. Um, because well, for one, you were out before you started your political career. Talk to me a little bit about um, you coming out. Was that a process? How was it with your family? Um, Yeah, just walk us through that. Yeah, so my coming out process started when I was 17 years old. The first person I told was my, my best friend, Jenna, in high school, literally days after I graduated. And, and it was, uh, as it is, you know, for many LGBTQ people, it was a process It it took many years. I told different people at different times. Uh, and, um, it, it always is a process. You're always coming out in life whenever you meet new people and introduce your husband or your significant other, or your family, uh, you're always coming out. So what I tried to do when I ran for office was I tried to make it not be uh, a big deal. Uh, I've just put in my campaign literature that I moved to College Park with my husband. So to make it pretty clear, um, my, my husband, Dave, made it easy just to say that we are a gay couple, that we live here in, in the city. Um, so that usually 
uh, for most people made it kind of a non-issue. Um, but you know, that, it wasn't always that easy for me when I was coming out to my family, uh, that took many years, uh, it had mostly positive experiences. My family was wonderful. They embraced Dave. They came to our wedding. Uh, so we've been very lucky in that sense. I've been very lucky in that sense. Um, not everybody in my extended family, not everybody in Dave's family has been so supportive, but uh, for the most part, we've been very lucky. Good, good. And how long have you been married? Uh, we had a, a ceremony, a church ceremony in 2005. So that will be, will be 17 years in June. And uh, we were legally married on the 10th anniversary of our meeting, which was uh, January 11th, 2011. Um, nice. Um, so we've been legally married uh, for just over over. 11 years, right? Yeah, 11 years. Okay. <laughs> Do the math on there for a second. And you said you had a lawsuit um, for marriage equality. Tell us a little bit about how that unfolded. Yeah, yeah. So I'd been involved in the LGBTQ equality movement in college and and then I moved out here to go to law school. And after law school, Dave and I decided we wanted to buy a house together and we moved to College Park. And uh, I knew by moving out here, I knew that gave me some opportunities to get involved in the movement for LGBTQ equality, for equal marriage rights. So, and I knew there was, that uh, there was an organization at the time, Equality Maryland, that was active in fighting for LGBTQ equality in the state. Uh, so I reached out to the executive director of that organization, a guy named Dan Fermansky. And we had coffee and, and I told him I wanted to do whatever I could to help out. Um, shortly after that, he reached out to me because he told me that their organization, the Equality Maryland, was looking for uh, couples to be the face of the movement for equal marriage rights in Maryland. And they didn't say at the time that it was, it was going to turn into a lawsuit, but uh, we told our story that for us, marriage rights are especially important because uh, Dave, when he was younger, before we met, he had a very serious medical situation. He had to have brain surgery that uh, uh, was a strep infection that went into his brain that that he had about a 5% chance of survival. Amazingly and miraculously, he got through that, uh, but he wasn't sure about what, what the long-term consequences might even be at that point. Uh, so with that, with that understanding, it was especially important for us that we have the solid legal uh, rights in place. If something were to happen to one of us, that we could take care of each other. Uh, so we told our story uh, to the folks at Equality Maryland, and also the ACLU got involved. And then we we started to know that maybe there's something more to this than just just being being out in the media or anything. Uh, and then they told us that they were actually recruiting couples to, to file this lawsuit. And so we became one of, it was a total of 19 plaintiffs, um, nine plaintiff couples and one uh, widower who, when he lost his uh, spouse, uh, he lost the home that they had shared together. He lost a lot of their belongings because they, they weren't protected by marriage. Uh, and the Plaintiffs were very diverse in race and ethnicity and age and background and uh, in many different ways. We all had different stories that we could tell about how we were impacted by the inability to have our relationships recognized by the state of Maryland. Uh, so we worked with the ACLU to bring that lawsuit. 
Dean and Polyak versus Conway. My friends Lisa Polyak and Gita Dean were the lead plaintiff couples. And we went to the clerk of the uh, of the court in uh, Anne Arundel County, and and we all filed for marriage petitions and were denied, and then filed uh, the lawsuit based on that denial. And Conway was the lead clerk of the court, so that's why we filed. That's why he was a defendant. But we won that that case in the initial circuit court. Uh, the judge decided in our favor. That was in two thousand four, um, but the state of Maryland appealed. And in 2007, as I said, right around the time that I found out that my two city council members were running for re-election, we, we found out that we lost in the Maryland Court of Appeals by a vote of four to three. So by one vote. Wow. Wow. That's, um, that's something, you know, but the fight continues and it, and it happens. So that was yeah. very good. And, um, yeah. you know, Mayor Patrick, we know that you are a stand-up guy. For real, I've worked with you before. And one of the things that I want you to talk about is how proud were you, you know, to know that being the mayor of College Park, you were able to host one of the first Pride event mm-hmm. in Prince George's County and continue to be a champion. Can you talk to us a little bit about what that means to you? Yeah, well, well, probably one of the things I'm most proud of in my work in, as mayor in College Park is the progress that we've made in overall LGBTQ equality here in the city. When I first became mayor in 2015, uh, we were invited by the Human Rights Campaign to participate in what's called the Municipal Quality Index. And that is a, a, rank, a ranking that they put out every year. They usually have a number of cities from each state participate in that. They have the, the larger cities, they have the state capitals. And uh, around the time that I became mayor, they also invited the the city that is the location of the flagship campus of the university system for each state. Uh, so that's how College Park, uh, even though we didn't meet their size threshold for cities, because we're the, the, the home of the flagship campus, they asked us to participate in that. And the first year that we got a ranking of, I believe it was about, I believe it was 62 our first year, which, uh, you know, was a grade of F. And that to me was just unacceptable. Uh, we wanted to present ourselves and be known as a community that's accepting of, of people, regardless of their sexual orientation and their gender identity, a diverse community that's, that's welcoming to everyone. And even though some of the things that cause us to have that lower ranking uh, were things that weren't in our direct control as a city, things like because the, they asked the, pol- the police to have a, an LGBTQ uh, liaison unit. And we don't have a police force in, in College Park. We rely on the Prince George's County Police, things like that. I was determined to see us increase that number. So over the years since then, we, we've worked, we, we advocated with the Prince George's County Police to start an LGBTQ liaison program. We worked with our health insurance to make sure that our transgender employees were fully covered in their health insurance for their transition. I worked with our city manager to make sure that we have staff in the city who are specifically dedicated to serving the LGBTQ community so that if somebody needs uh, services from the city as an LGBTQ person, that they know where to go, that there's a single point of contact to go to. 
And we saw that that number increase steadily over the years uh, to the point where last year we received for the first time a full 100 uh, ranking. Um, so now we're working to maintain that. We're working to build off of that. We're going to make sure that we that we are are fully inclusive in everything that we do as a city uh, to the LGBTQ community. As part of us, we're also working doing a lot of work around around racial equity and justice in the city. We hired last year our first racial equity officer. We want to make sure that we're fully inclusive here. Um, so I'm very proud of that. And then and then I was also thrilled last year to welcome our first Bride event in College Park. That was thanks a lot to Cassie and her great work and uh, the you. LGBTQ Dignity Project uh, to, to sponsor that and bring us the idea to, to host a Pride event at, at Duval Field, one of our community recreational facilities in North College Park. And I, I wasn't sure what to expect. I wasn't sure if we were going to get a huge turnout. Uh, I know that there's a good number of LGBTQ people in the community, but we're not we're not like DuPont Circle. We're not like a big neighborhood. But I was really happy to see the turnout that we got. Um, people came from all over the city for it. We had a number of different organizations represented. Uh, we had uh, a gubernatorial candidate, Tom Perez. And it was just a really fun, really fun event. A beautiful day, too. Um, we're grateful that we had good weather. So I want to I want to build off of that. We actually hired just at the beginning of the pandemic, we hired our first event planner, somebody specifically dedicated to planning events in the city. And we're really working this year on increasing the number now that we're bringing events back in person. Uh, we're working on, on with that person to really bring a lot more events to the community. And and one of the things I've, I've told them that I really want to see is, is uh, for us to build off of that event last year. And to have it be officially city-sponsored event, so that we can work with grassroots organizations, with organizations from the community, but use the city resources to make sure that it's an event that will be big and thrive and and, and grow in, into the future. That's awesome, and you know, the Dignity Project is really looking forward to working with you on that this year and beyond. So the next thing I want to talk about in what advice would you give to someone in the community that looking to run for office? So first, it's critical to not how you are, um, but also to really get to know the people in your community. And the reason why I think I was successful is that I didn't run. I wasn't running as the gay candidate. I wasn't asking people to vote for me because I'm a gay man who lives in the community. I was asking people to vote for me because I care about the same things that they care about. I care about making sure that our, our community is, is, is safe uh, and clean and that our community, that our, that our downtown areas, our commercial areas are vibrant and exciting and that we have uh, community amenities, that we have great parks that, that people can go to. That was what people wanted to hear, to hear and, want, and, and voted for me based on. There are a lot of people in the community that are, are happy that we uh, are welcoming enough to have an openly gay mayor and then that that's not an obstacle for me being elected. But that's not the reason that they vote for me. They vote for me because because I, I, I work for them and I advocate for them. Right. Yes. I mean, what you said is so important. People don't have to announce um, that. I'm heterosexual or I'm single or necessarily that I'm divorced or any other um, things that are a part of who they are. And so why should your sexuality or your gender identity be any different? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything about us shapes us. So it, it, it shapes my perspective as an elected official that I'm, that I'm gay. And I talk, I do talk about that 
I don't know what it's like to be black. I don't know what it's like to to experience economic hardship, you know, as a child or things like that. But my perspective as a gay man has given me some of the the perspective of being from a disadvantaged perspective uh, in some ways. So it makes me more cognizant of uh, situations where other people might come from a disadvantage and have been discriminated against and have faced a lack of resources. To me, it makes it more critical that I work to advocate for other people. Um, I do have some privilege, of course, as a white man, and I feel an obligation to use that privilege when I can to bring other people along to make sure that that everyone has some level of equity in our society. Um, so all these things help shape who I am. And I do talk about what uh, my, my perspective uh, is and how that shapes me. But that's not all who I am either. Right. That's awesome, Mayor. Um, so what's next for you? Um, good question. Uh, I'm not sure. I just entered my fourth term as mayor. I was reelected for the fourth time in November, and uh, I'm assessing what I want to do if I want to run for re-election for a fifth term, or if um, I might run, look at higher office, run for county council or state delegate. Uh, I think there's a lot more that I could do here in College Park, but I also see uh, a lot of exciting and interesting things that we could work on on the county or the state level. College Park has become an economic driver in Prince George's County and in the state of Maryland as the home of a lot of innovation that we've been working on fostering with the University of Maryland. And I think uh, I could bring that perspective of having worked on that to to a different level in the county or the state government. So I'm considering pursuing something like that in the future. I've seen your work and you're doing an awesome job in the city of College Park and in the state of Maryland. I think with you being mayor and being who you are and setting the foundation, I think a lot of cities are following your steps in the state of Maryland. And um, we're looking to see great things from you. And I want to say thank you for coming on the show. If anyone want to get in touch with you to talk to you about some of the stuff that you're doing in the city of College Park, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, sure. They can email me. My email address is my first initial and my last name, P-W-O-J-A-H-N at collegeparkmd.gov. And my cell number is 240-988-7763. That's all on the city website, collegeparkmd.gov. So uh, I invite people to to reach reach out to me. Uh, let me know if, if uh, you have ideas about ways that we can do better in College Park, to do things differently, what, uh, what you'd like to see. Uh, so please, uh, please reach out to me. Thank you. Thank you. And once again, this is a great mayor of the wonderful city of College Park, Maryland. Thank you, Mayor Patrick, for being on. And uh, we're looking forward to see your great success in the future. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Thompson, Cassie. It's great to talk with you as always. Thank, Thank you. you, too. Thanks for listening to A Queer Understanding. We hope you heard something that resonated with or inspired you. Join us next week right here at A Queer Understanding. And as always, live your truth and be unapologetically you.